everybody to episode 26 of the rusty rupees i'm one of your hosts darren and with me i have my boys justin hey y'all what's good i am so excited deontay i'm alive i survived super bowl and cameron somehow i've managed to keep my feet on earth without getting blown away in all this goddamn wind I'm here. Big facts. <laughs> and this week, we have a very special guest with us. We have a voice actor, a voice of Final Fantasy VII Remakes, Barrett, John Eric Bentley. How's it going, John? Good, <laughs> man. What's up, brothers? How y'all doing? Applauso. There you go. There you go. How? Camera. <laughs> but yes, thank you for joining us, John. Um... As, as I've been communicating with you here and there, we usually do weekly gaming news, kind of go over what's been going on, talk a lot of crap to one another. But because you're here, we're going to switch things up a bit. And I know me and my boys here are very excited to have you on, talk to you. Um, and also, uh, you confirmed that we are actually the first all-black podcast to have you on. And that's special to us. Before I even talk about me, man, this is an honor. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at four black men's faces for a podcast. I haven't had that, and it's just a joy to see that and know that black men love games just like everybody else. And, you know, we were talking earlier also about there's a, a black cosplays. I mean, I just love it, man. It's just cool to see. It's really cool to see, and it. It, it just brings joy to my heart to see that. So I'm, I'm excited. But as far as about me, what you want to know, man? I don't like talking about myself like that. I'm just, you know, people laugh. They're like, yo, John, tell me about you. I'm like, no. I actually have a, a, a good first question for you. So what got you into voice acting? Is this something that you were always interested in? or When I first started doing voice work, period, it was for narrating um, different projects uh, in Minneapolis. I would do voiceover work, but it was all to narrate or do spokesperson things for 3M or Honeywell or, and you know, it was always about the thermocouple does this. And, and so it was just voiceover stuff for in-house <laughs> employees to understand things. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then they said, hey, you know, you can do that on camera. I'm like, really? You know, cause that's what it was about. Like, all right, so they said, hey, you can be ear prompted. You can record your voice, listen to your voice in your ear, and then say it while the camera is running. And so you have to be trained to do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm down for that because it was more money. And I'm like, yeah. So that's kind of how I really got into it. And, you know, after you hear a bunch of people tell you, hey, man, you got a really good voice, you go, oh, maybe I do. You know, you've been at and you've been at this for a long time. Um, I did a little bit of research on you, and looks like you've been doing voice voice acting work since what about nineteen or acting in general since about nineteen seventy nine. No, so that is John Eric Bentley, the white guy. So uh, <laughs> oh, they, no. they never they never changed so, anything so, on my IMDb. John Eric Bentley. There was a yeah, we made a little bit of a joke about this when uh darren told us that we were having john bentley on the uh, show and i'm all like okay can you uh shoot us a page I said, no. and he's all like no just research it all right like i was like <laughs> okay if i come here with info on the wrong john bentley, oh that's hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious no that john bentley he was, he was actually really prolific back in the day man he did a, a movie i remember watching 
not even as a teenager, called So Fine. It was about this pair of jeans that everybody was buying and the butt was out or it was like, it was weird. And he was in that movie. I'm like, man, I didn't do that. You know, when I got older and I realized, oh, this is that guy. This is, you know, and he's much older. Like, like when he first started, man, I was, I was born in 69, so I was a kid. You know, <laughs> but yeah, all of this yeah, you stuff. Were ten when you first. Did. I know. I was like doing the math there for a second. I'm like, huh? Yeah, you old as hell. You look <laughs> good for your age, man. Yeah. <laughs> black don't black don't crack, brother. Black Yoda. Black Yoda. Wait. I started in '95, '96, because uh, when I was in grad school. They wouldn't. Well, when I played football at University of Minnesota, you're not allowed to actually work. Uh, only in the summers uh, were you allowed to work. So then, mm-hmm. when the summers came, I was working as a security guard because that was where the money came. But then, when I started doing um, on camera stuff, it had to be after I graduated and, and from football in '92. So wait a minute, '87? No, I started. I forgot when I graduated. I was five. I played ball for five years. So then, as soon as I was able to, then I started, you know, working uh, on camera as much as I could. But then I got a scholarship for grad school. So in grad school, unbeknownst to me, they didn't want you to do on camera work. They didn't really want you to work outside of, um, you know, their program. And no one said that. And I'm like, man, this is about work. Y'all should be proud, right? You should be happy that someone who is still in school, is representing your school, is working outside. And they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't know. <laughs> too much. You're doing too much. You're doing too yeah. much. You can't have it. Yeah, it was weird, man. I got accused. of. I had like a 3.7 GPA. Highest I'd ever had, especially coming off of playing football for university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they're like, no, you have to have a 4.0. I'm like, what? That's not what? a contract. What? what are you talking about? That's the highest of the scale. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and if you don't get a 4.0, then we're going to have to excuse you from our program. It's a three-year program. I'm like, what? what? And I'm like, so you have to be perfect or you're... Oh, bro, it was yeah, bad. Pretty and, and yeah, at that pretty point, much. so they take six. They took six for our grad school program. At that point, we were down to three. People had dropped out and quit and... One person didn't come, and so they took they took three, and it was myself, um, Saida Ekalona. I'm mentioning their names because they were very instrumental in in growing and everything else. And David course, Ivers, course, who David is actually now the artistic director of um, a playhouse down in uh, down in Orange County, so South Coast mm-hmm. Rep. He is the artistic director. So you know, me and D were you know we were tight, and Saida was cool with us, and Saida. Within the program, you get one person out of the six gets to go to the Guthrie to work as an intern. Well, we're like, Psh, well, there's three of us. Of course, you're going to take three of us because yeah, if you're going to yeah. take three and it was six, man, they right. took one person. Right. It was Saeed. They it down by the third oh, one way or another. And so me and David were like, okay, cool. And David was like, man, I'm so glad you worked during that whole time because no one else is going to. And I, that's my mindset. I'm from Chicago. No one else is going to do it for you. You got to go after it yourself. So after being reprimanded, I got straight 4.0. And then my advisors who had never heard of that policy either, who had been there longer than any of the other people, they said, hey, man, (laughs) they can't touch you now. They can't touch you now. Now you can look at it as 
uh, uh, discriminatory, what they did, and all these. He said, just finish strong. And I have one year left, and I finished strong. So that's nice. that's the whole very story. Yeah. Talk about overcoming, you know, the five of us. Yeah, there. that's very good. It was very interesting. I don't think anybody knows that whole story other than probably David and my wife. Hey, exclusive. Yep, there you go. <laughs> you know, not trying to dog out, you know, the university because the university is great. It's just the people who were in position at the time, um, they had an agenda, I guess. And uh, I didn't match. I didn't match yeah, their models. Times, were, times different. were different. I don't match a lot. What of university models. was this, by the way? University of Minnesota. Uh, and it didn't okay. make sense. Okay, it's okay, like okay, okay, okay. when I graduated there from football, I went and did this thing called the Erdas, which is Urban Repertory Theater or something. And you can basically get scholarships for grad school. So I did that. I got more scholarship offers for that uh, than I did for even football. And I chose wow, to stay wow, in Minnesota wow. because I was already established. The Guthrie was there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it didn't make sense to leave. I was used to the environment, everything else. I'm like, well, I'm doing non-union work already. Why would I leave mm -hmm. a place that seems like it's going to be profitable? And so I wound up right. staying there and that happened. But, you know, it made me who I am. Yeah. There we go. So whatever, like, let's, let's, let's go even even further back. Like, were you always interested in acting then as a kid? Like, is this something that you saw yourself getting into when you were young? This young? Is, that's, see, Cam's, <laughs> that's okay. So <laughs> This is why we have yeah. that. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. So back, okay, my mom was an educator. She was a school teacher. So I learned how to read at five. I think by the time I was nine, I had read The Odyssey, Wow. Uh, Black Like Whoa. Me. Um, I had read so much. And my, all my, my uncles and aunts, they were, they were educators as well. So The Diary of, uh, of, of an Ex-Colored Man, um, Malcolm X, uh, all these different. So you got to understand, I had been forced to um, grow up and read from the age of probably three. Because my mom, at one point, I would ask so many questions. I was an only child. And she said, go look it up. She had two sets of encyclopedias, about seven dictionaries, dictionaries in every like room mom. of our little one-bedroom apartment. And so she go look it up. Go look it up. And so I had to look it up. Well, in order to look it up, I had to learn to read. So she taught me how to read. And so I think in kindergarten, I went to a school on the west side of Chicago, um, it, at the time, it was called St. Agatha. It no longer exists, but um, it's it was in the middle of uh, the, the 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 area, the neighborhood was in the middle of where they had looted and torn up and burned things down when Dr. King was assassinated. So mm -hmm. they asked me to um, do something for our graduation for from kindergarten. So my mom said, hey, why don't you just do the Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King speech? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, I have a dream. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. As a kindergartner. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I want you to take this sheet and I want you to memorize it. I'm like, what does that mean? She said, memorize it. You need to know it. You need to be off book. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. So I memorized it and I did it and I saw the reaction of all of the, the people you know, as I got up to do this speech uh, at our graduation and some moms were crying, some dads just had their hands down. I mean, it was it was wild, man. So 
that threw me the reaction that people had. And I'm like, man, if I can move a crowd just by speaking words, then what does that look like if I do plays? Or what if it looks like if I'm on a stage? What if it looks like if I'm the preacher, I'm a pastor? So, you know, as a five-year-old, it was ingrained in my head that you can affect people in a very positive way or you can affect people in a very negative way because I grew up around a lot of gangs and stuff like that, just with your words. So I guess that's how I started since you went all the way back, Cam. That's that's how I started. <laughs> and in that school, that's I think dumb, in fifth dude, grade, dumb. it was weird because the other side of it in fifth grade, I love music. My dad was a he was a musicologist, man. He was an eclectic. He had everything from Frank Sinatra. He had Barry Manilow. This is a man from the hey, South with hey. barely an eighth grade education. He had stuff that I just had never heard of. Nat King, Cole, BB King, Nina Simone. And he had live albums. I have his albums in my garage to this day. <laughs> And he had Elvis Presley. I'm like, why is my dad listening to Elvis Presley? You know, I know. <laughs> and so, but my dad liked music. He didn't care about the what the persons did. He cared mm-hmm. about the music and how it made him and my uncles feel when they sat in the basement and listened yep. to it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was listening to Elvis, and I really like Elvis. Because I'm like, oh, is he black? And I found out he wasn't black, like, later. <laughs> um, and I like some of his songs so for Halloween I dressed up like Elvis put on some little cardboard sideburns and I went out for this performance in 5th grade for a talent show and um, I, I came in 3rd place and first of all everybody was like boo well I didn't know what they were going for you know and then I started singing oh, yeah. and they were like oh oh and then they're like, oh, he's putting a little twist on Elvis. Oh, oh, you know, and my mom made me this little white sequence suit. And, you know, and it was funny. But that's when I realized, oh, you can affect people two ways in this joint. And then when the crowd changed and went, oh, he actually sounds good. And he's doing it like us, like we were doing. And so that was funny, you know, and I was like, oh, this, this is something that's cool. But I never, ever um, liked the fact that the audience was out there and they could get to you. But I love the fact mm-hmm. that in a stage, they couldn't get to you. Like, as long yeah, as I didn't mm-hmm. have to go into that right. fourth wall, I was mm-hmm. cool. But then I realized later in life, you got to go into the fourth wall in some shape, form, <laughs> or fashion. Which is why, um, right. like a lot of my tweets, a lot of my things that I do on social media, I love people. It's just brought up that way. Because I'm like, if I can move a crowd, if I can speak life into people if i can uplift and edify people regardless of what color they are but especially for my culture um for how i grew up and all the oppression and depression that i saw if i can do that then you know god willing use me however you need to lord and let me speak life into people so that's kind of where i am now with it all so that's the evolution of john i guess thank you that's that's dope that you you got into it from very like very humble beginnings, you know what I mean? It's not like you got into acting for stardom or to to be in front of millions of people, but like you saw the way that your words and your actions could like touch people. And I think that's like really humbling, very humbling. Yeah. From a young age at that too. Yeah, that's, seriously. That's powerful to just kind of drive you with everything you do. And that's whew, impressive and just... I know where I came from, man. I'm still that dude that 
You know, I, I wear glasses now. I, I, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my, my glasses, my lenses were as thick as the old school iPhones. <laughs> and so I'll never forget, you know, where I came from. I, I, the first time, I'll, I'll say this, Cameron, the first time I realized that acting was something that could be profitable was, wasn't until I came to Hollywood. And uh, I had just come off of a, a bunch of plays that I had done in Minneapolis. And I'm like, this is great. I'm working consistently. I just got married. We <laughs> got a house. I got two cars. I bought my wife her car. I was able to get, We she got a shop. My wife did hair. You know, we're good. Everything's good. And all of a sudden, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's okay. go to LA and see if it works out. And so we left <laughs> everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the first time I realized it could be profitable is when I, my first show was Sister, Sister. And I got on the set, and Jack A. Harry was there. She's, I can't even speak more positive and loving words for that woman than, oh, she's just a bomb. And then Tim Reed was in the show, and Tia and Tamara, and I think it was their second season. I walked on <clears> set, Jack A. said, you do this, you do this, you do this. Those are three cameras. I'm like, oh, she's like, it's like theater, baby. You just got on stage. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like theater, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it's we like did theater, the scene, everybody. and it was with her. And I was like, this is awesome. This feels great. This is cool. And then I got my check. And I saw how much money I made for three days worth of work. Basically, one day worth of work. First day, you come in and read. Second day, I had to block the scene. Third day, you block you, you do the show in front of a live audience. And I saw how much money I made. And it was three times the amount I made for, for theater, <laughs> for the run, for the run of a show. And I'm, yeah. like, and I'm like, what the hell? Why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, that was the first time. Yeah, buddy, I know what I want to do now. Wait, I, I have to ask. I have to ask. I call up I my dad. Justin, I call up my dad. I said, yo, Pops. And he's like, why are you crying? I said, I'm not crying. My voice is all crying. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, why are you crying? I know you. I said, Dad, I just got my check from doing Sister, Sister. And even after the government took out my money and the state, I made three times as much as I did doing all that stage stuff. He was like, well, that's good, son. You going to bring me out? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, dad, I'm not going to fly you out on this one because we owe rent. <laughs> but it was the craziest thing. And then residuals kicked in. So I'm like, you still get paid? Yeah, that's right. Every time that show airs. Oh, bro. When I figured that out, I went, oh. This is why. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, I think I'll That's do this. Do Are you still getting residual checks from now? I still get residual now? checks from sister, sister. <laughs> They're not as big. <laughs> trust me. That is amazing. That's funny. Yeah, because yeah, it's 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 whenever the episode it's whenever the episode plays and it's wherever resume. you know. they never gonna stop playing that. Yeah, it's, it, that's, so that's so that's when I realized that you could get paid well doing this too. So. Wait, is Sister Sister coming to Disney Plus? Oh, I don't know. I have no clue. I wouldn't doubt I it. I think I was... they owned it. So, yeah, they own, yeah they own Sister Sister. Pretty so. sure they did. I don't know. If it does, that's another check for you. I'm I'm gonna say, that's more money for you, player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get three dollars. Like old Sister Sisters. Old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Sister Sister. Two dollars. <laughs> I don't know how much it is. Residuals work out. It's like buying a car. As soon as you take it off the lot, it just depreciates. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. Would you say that, that like, 
Would you say that like Sister Sister was your first like career defining role? Is there something that kind of came on later that that kind of yeah defined your career for lack of a better of a term? I don't think anybody reminds me remembers me from Sister Sister. I think some of the stuff I've done that and it's 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 weird, man. It's like different cultures and different age groups will remember you for what you've done. So I did an episode of mm-hmm. Firefly. It was to me. It was a, it was fun because I'm a I'm a fanboy, but yes, nobody yes, remembers yes. that except for fanboys and girls. Right. So right, they're right. like, man, I saw you in Firefly. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Star Trek. You know. Yep, that's yeah. what the one that uh, so, Justin kind so of geeked he, out he about. So he is the Klingon, but they don't know he it's you. Klingon. You don't know it's you. They just yo, he's a black Klingon. All Klingons are black, pretty much, or look like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, that's when blackface was all right. <laughs> when they were every this guy right here. <laughs> that's the only time blackface was like, all right, we got yeah, it. We I good, thought we I good. was going to go but no, on so a different, different groups, different ages, and different cultures remember you from different things. People remember me from Martin, and it was a role that was this big. But more people remember me from Jamie Foxx, and it was a role that was throughout the show. Um, yeah, other yeah. people remember me from... Um, Trying to think of half the stuff I've done. Some people remember me from Third Rock of the Sun on the Sun. I, I don't know who would have watched that show. I think intellects at that particular time watched that show. Uh, a lot of people remember me from Heart of Dixie. Um, so it's different people. Like a lot of people still come up to me, especially my son's peers. I saw you on Hannah Montana. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So it's different, you know. It's different Mm -hmm. cultures and different groups remember you from different projects. And Mm -hmm. um, in our world, uh, as far as voiceover stuff, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, he is the voice of Sam Jackson. Or he is the voice Mm -hmm. of this. So it's it's different, bro. It's like, you know, it's very different. But I wouldn't say career defining. I I don't know. Where people would say, "Yeah, that's how I know John Bentley," or I'm, I'm always, "Man, I know you from somewhere, right? I, I know I know you from somewhere." And I don't ever give in to, "Yeah, I'm an actor." <laughs> that's just not me. I'm like, "Yeah." Then all of a sudden, my son or somebody around, me, "Yeah, you know him. He was on such and such and such." <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, I think my, that's right. That's my it's dad. Crazy. It's like they'll brag on me, but I I can't bring it to brag on myself. I don't I don't like doing it. But um, I think. People will recognize yeah, me more um, mm-hmm. from commercials that I had done. And, you know, so commercials are like seasons. They're only seasonal. So people, oh, yeah, you were that guy in the Advil commercial. Right. Or you were that guy you yeah. in this commercial. Or you were that guy who was sitting in the tub. You know what I mean? So people remember, <laughs> me, people remember me from my commercials probably more so than television and film. A lot of people remember me from Resident Evil. So it's like different stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's been uh, an important role for you then? Like, what's been one of your favorite roles that you've done? Uh, as far as uh, on camera, or um, either yeah, either, either on camera or or voiceover work, or maybe one from each. <laughs> for commercials, I think the funnest commercial I had done was the Advil commercial because I got to film for several days and do so many different things where I did a belly flop in a pool or I was dancing like Carlton or I was, you know, doing different things. That was fun. That was fun. Or the, the referee ones when we would throw the flag for people. Those were fun. Those were great. Um, as far as on television, I did a show called, um, 
I don't know if that was one. I've done a lot of different television shows. Uh, hmm. I'll, I'll come back to television. As far as film, <laughs> okay. uh, film was probably uh, Resident Evil when we filmed it. It was just, it was cool to do because we were on location in Mexico. It was like 120 degrees. But I got to learn from um, from Mila. She she was so grateful for, to everyone around us. Here's the star of the show taking boxes of water to background. Wow. And that was just like, I, what I, in the world? You know, she was just taking boxes of, and they were like way away to the gate. You know, they're the zombies in zombie gear. First of all, she was pregnant and she was working out after every wow. session. And I was just, I was blown out of the water about how to be hospitable to the folks who are making you look good or your show. And that right. was a huge lesson from her. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Can I, can, I, can I interject real quick? Is she as attractive in person as she is on the screen? I'm sorry. No. I, I have to ask. I, Justin was so excited when you dropped her name. Yeah, when you George dropped her name. I saw him. I saw him over there with his hand on his mouth. Justin. Yeah. I more. Was like, oh. More. She is. She, you know, there's some people that are visually stunning. Um, yeah. Just mm -hmm. beautiful. Right, yeah. she mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. visually stunning, but her heart, her inside, just radiates out. She's one of the most giving right. people, most um, exotic sounding, looking, moving. <laughs> she she moves like a dancer, and uh, it's just inside out. She is actually one of the most beautiful women I've ever uh, come into contact with. She's incredible. She's incredible. <laughs> Justin over here is moved. Right? Yeah, thank, thank you for having. Hashtag goals. Man. Yeah, she, 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 she <laughs> But the the movie that I think I I like the most working on is a movie. Uh, we shot it in two days. It's called The Last Appeal. It's about five folks on death row, five men on death row, and uh, you know we. It, it's just it was one of the best movies I'd ever done, especially for the amount of time we did it, and especially because it's still reaching people and then letting them know that there's hope. Um, that there's power and forgiveness and that there is a God in heaven who actually cares about you. So The Last Appeal is probably one of the strongest um, shows that I've ever done as far as film and that my heart was in it. We toured it as a play. We made it into a film. Uh, Trey Fernald was the director and the writer. And that was one of the biggest things that I think I've, I've done that has shaped me as well as my career on film. Um, we did a show on, on television, um, and it was called, uh, uh, what was the name of it? It got canceled and I, and it had, I wish they would have let it just go. Cause it was, uh, it was, a. I got the dog on jacket and I can't remember the name of the show now, <laughs> but, uh, it was, uh, what was it? I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll remember it later. Ooh. It was the funnest show I did. I learned a lot from Tony Rock. Um, Chris's brother and and Jay, who was the lead of the show. I can't believe I don't remember the name of the show right now. It's killing me. But that was one of the best shows that I'd ever worked on. Best ensembles, best crews. Um, it was just fun. It was fun. Heart of Dixie was fun too. Um, those were all shows growing and you know learning and growing. But yeah, so I, I think those are my favorite. As far as voiceover, man, man, <laughs> Barrett is just. You're talking about a, a dream role, bro. It's like 
I grew up. I was 26 when I got married. It came out right before I turned 27. I played that thing. Man, that, <laughs> bruh. It was the first black RPG character won. This is an RPG game and was a lead and didn't die. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yo, this, this so is, dude. And he was a good father. And he was not just a good father. He People don't understand he was a good leader, and he was a good yeah. friend, mm -hmm. and he was a good father. Matter of fact, that wasn't even his baby. That was his boy's <laughs> baby. Right. That was his friend's baby. That was his friend's baby who he watched die, who he lost an arm trying to save. Right? So he now right says, I'm going to raise your child. Right there. Come on, man. That's, you know. I, so. So I would like to I would like to actually segue into this question. Um, so how did you get? If you can actually tell us, how did you get the role of Barrett? Audition. Um, I went into first of all when they told me what it was for, I freaked out. Like my wife was like, "Yo, you need to calm down. Go get a job. Just calm down." <laughs> and so um, audition. I, I had like I think four or five different ways to do the voice, and that I thought you know. Cause I didn't want I didn't want to clown him. I didn't want him to sound like what people thought he sounded like. I didn't, you know. I, I love yes. Mr. T, but I and he looked like Mr. T <laughs> in the first you know, But I didn't want him to sound <laughs> like Mr. T because it's 2000, you know, now 20. But you, you, I didn't want him to sound like a character. I didn't want to sound like, you know, that old. I didn't want them to sound like how people perceive us the wrong way. Let me yeah, just exactly, speak honestly. Exactly. I didn't want people to perceive him as this big black brute, this character. This is how yeah, he's supposed yeah. to sound. I didn't want to do that. And um, so I had four or five different ways that I wanted his voice to, to come off. And I, I, I made sure that even with the writing that, hey, man, I'm not going to roll that R or that I'm not going to lose the vowel. I'm, I want to make sure I hit that stop close over that consonant. I don't want him to sound like he's not educated. I don't want him to sound like he can't read. I don't want him to sound like, you know, somebody from the hood. I want him to have, you know, I want him to, I don't want him to be perceived that way, the way society quite often perceives us as black men. And so you're going to make me cry, man. Oh, bro. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I just, it didn't make sense to me that anyone would, would try to do that. So, I had like four or five different ways. I went to the audition and I, had, I always, I, I had just come from doing three jobs and I had no voice. I had no voice. And I'm like, Lord, the only way this is going to work is if you make this happen because I have nothing. <laughs> I literally sounded like this when I went into oh, the audition. No, no. And Barrett, no, no. Barrett screams. Everything he does yeah. is just loud. That's the only time you don't hear him loud uh, to me. It's probably when he's being gentle or quiet because he's sneaking somewhere. <laughs> you know? And even then, he's probably too loud. <laughs> so, so I went in and I did. You know, I didn't realize it was being patched through um, Skype through um, folks in Japan. And um, I, did, I did it that way. I said, hey, you know, there's another way you can do him. And they're like, oh, okay, let's hear that. I said, you know, there's another way you can do them. And you know, I would always make sure that every line was exactly what they wanted afterwards. Or is that cool with you? And mm -hmm. I'm not that dude. Usually I'll go in and I'll say, these are two ways. This is how you can do it. Because you don't want it. But I said, I want this role so bad. 
that I want to make sure that I leave here knowing that I did exactly what you wanted or needed. Right. So, um, how is it? How has your experience been working with Square Enix? Because I know, because have you worked with um, other Japanese companies for the most part? No. Uh, you know what? I guess. So I was at this con, and this dude said, "Hey, man, you did this character. Great job." I was like, "What?" They're like, "You did." He was a boxer. He did it, and I'm looking. And I'm like, "What?" And I couldn't understand his English because he. <clears throat> and I said, "What character was it?" I said, "I'm not denying that I did it." And he said, oh, it's for Square Enix. <laughs> he said, this was for, uh, I forgot what it was for. Uh, he said, you did this character. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, show it to me. So he pulled it up on the phone. I was like, I did do that character. But when I did the character, I didn't know the name of the project. I didn't know the name of, I didn't know who I was working for. Because quite um, often, they have, like, they'll have a name of a project and because it's sworn to secrecy and you're just auditioning when right. you first do it, oh, they yeah. keep that okay. all the way through. They keep that all the way through. So you don't know, yeah, I'm working on, um, you know, Punch Out 3. You, you don't know that. You, you, <laughs> right. It might be right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be OP. It may be whatever code name they give it. And you don't know. And all of a sudden it comes out and you're like, John Bentley's voice was attached to such and such and such. And you're like, that was that game? Somebody told me in the booth, you know, and you be in the booth just doing your thing. I think it like, might have been. It was, what do you mean? But no, he said it was Square Enix, right? What, what for this? Nice. Yeah, he nice. said it was Square Enix, but I was like, oh, okay, I never realized. So yes, I have. I love Square Enix, man. They they just they're getting it done, and uh, I know you guys have probably seen. Hopefully, you've seen some of these trailers they put out. This Are you kidding? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, pause. Did you even yeah. have to ask that? Did you even have to ask that? Really? Here we go. I woke up this morning and there was a trailer out and I hadn't seen it. Was there one this morning, Justin? Nothing dirty, Justin. Keep it clean. Justin, was one this morning? Was there one this morning? No. Was there one? No. No. Okay. So the last one was the the most recent trailer. My word. Like, so I will say just. We are huge Square Enix fans, me and Justin specifically. And, I see. And like, y'all can't Final see this, y'all, but they shaking 15. on screen. Whew. Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, huge that's fans. what it was. I can't tell you how much money that's we spent. That's what it was. Oh. That's oh, what Kingdom it was. Hearts. <laughs> it was Kingdom yeah. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah, you work with Square Enix <laughs> nice. before. I'm like, what? So, so for me personally, Kingdom Hearts is what got me into Final Fantasy initially. Like. I was never a role like turn-based RPG type of person. Even though I played Pokemon, don't I don't know. But after playing Kingdom Hearts and seeing Cloud and Squall or Leon and all that, that's when I started going backwards. And I always knew about Final Fantasy VII just as an entity because of of what it was. And just especially Barrett, just like that's a black character. I don't see that even back then, like early two thousands. It's like I don't you don't see those. And then last year, um, I personally finally went through and beat Final Fantasy VII for the first time. Because I, like, knew the story. But then playing through it, I'm just like, I didn't yeah. know the story. No. And also, I was just story. blown away. I'm like, how did this How did this game exist in 97? How did this come <laughs> about? This doesn't make sense. And then the more I played through it, the more I'm like, okay, the remake's going to be just going to be crazy. And then, like, I started tempering my expectations. Like, you know what? 
let me let me let me roll back we still got some time we don't know and then the new trailer dropped and i was like oh it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be great <laughs> that new trailer man i woke up and my phone had 50 million different things and like every entity of whatever i had twitter and that i'm like what is going on did somebody die and then they're like, John, you got to see this trailer. They dropped a trailer. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think they were going to do that until after PAX East. And, you know, they're like, no, they dropped a trailer. You got to. So I looked at the trailer and went. They dropped a trailer. I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. This is stuff that's just rendered. And it was just beautiful. And then, like, my favorite character is Red. So when they drop Red X hey, on hey, it. Hey, 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 we were talking about the. No, so Darren had picked me up the other day, and we and we were little, and we were literally after we were talking about the trailer, and I told him I was like, "Dude, Red 13, oh my god!" Yeah. Like, it yeah. sounds, sounds they did him right, you know. It was like Red is the bomb, mm-hmm. but I mean, everybody, I, I, the voice actors, and, and they got good people. They didn't just get good actors, fabulous actors, strong actors. They got good people doing this thing. So it's just like wow, and the, but that trailer was so full of stuff. Like there's a guy um, who who I follow and who follows me, Soldier First Class, and I get tickled by all of his uh, reviews because he's damn near crying. You know, he's like, he's like, what are, oh my god, oh it's just hilarious to watch him watch the things. So um, he literally watched the whole trailer and then went backwards and broke each thing down. And that's why I didn't know how big the world, one, of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII was, two, mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy fans were. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm blown out of the water by. But there you go, Cam. I'm sorry to come back to it. But that, as far as voiceover stuff, I've done a lot of Sam Jackson stuff. And I'm thrilled whenever I get the opportunity to try to pers- per- to do his voice or to just bring that kind of character and, and, and you know because sometimes he's quiet and sometimes he's infamous and sometimes he's mean and sometimes he's loud and so that's a challenge but he sam jackson my uncle uh shannon who's uh passed was sam jackson you know he sounded like him back in the day so I was, it's easy to do right. sam for me <laughs> but that's one dude i can't wait to meet you know what i mean to say hey man listen yeah. you don't know how much of an influence you are to me he was one of the first guys who i I read that it's not about the money. It's not about the work. It's about longevity. And if you look at his body of work, when he started hitting, you see Sam did everything. He said no to nothing. And he, to this day, is tearing it up in every genre. Commercials, television, film, whatever. he. I mean, we were were watching um, a movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and um, the other guys is the name of the movie, Will Ferrell. Sam yeah, Jackson's guy, in that yeah, joint yeah. with the no, that's rock. That's a good I'm movie. Like, Come yeah. on, man. So he did everything, and uh, it'd be great to, to meet him. I got to meet Denzel, and that was life changing because uh, <laughs> it was life changing. And when I mean that, I say that because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him. I went in to audition for um, a, a show that he was directing, uh, uh, <laughs> and I was done. I was about to quit. And I mean the business. I was done. I was tired. My dad had just passed. I was ready to move to Atlanta and just basically do it as a hobby. And cost of living was cheaper. Raise my family. I was done. 
Yeah, we got a lot of boys in Atlanta. We get it. <laughs> I, I was done, man, and um, I went in to audition for Grey's Anatomy, and Denzel was auditioning. He was auditioning. He was directing that show, and uh, Denzel directed Grey's Anatomy. I had yeah, no he idea. He went in and uh, he said, "Put the wow. script down." He said, "Hey, how you doing? What's your name?" I said, "John." He said, "Hey, nice to meet you, John. Where are you from?" I was from Chicago. You know, I'm shocked. I'm like, here's the dude I've been chasing all my life in front of me and i'm like mm-hmm. and i'm trying not to be in awe because there's other people in the room but i'm just like this dude that that's that's the dude you sir right sir, you yeah. are the reason that i push to do what i do right right yeah. i'm like man you know so i'm like you know so he said man put that script down let's just just talk and we talked he's okay here's just here's the script scene and we did and i'm like oh that's why it's, that's why i started this the realism the the truth of the character, the the mindset that you have to go through, the storyline that you have to give yourself, the heart of the matter, the words don't matter, the intention. The, I mean, this dude just put on a clinic in five minutes, and made he rebirthed my desire for accepting uh, my career, and because of him, I didn't leave. And uh, then it's so funny, like. A month later, I met John John because I was doing some stuff. His son, John John, uh, he calls him John John, John uh, Washington. Uh, and I got to meet him, and I went, wow, this he's like his dad. And so I stayed out here, and, you know, that's why we're talking now. Hey, I'm giving y'all all man, kind of stories. You, Denzel, man, you are my idol for real. Oh, bro, if I showed you, if I showed you half the people, like I just met Angela Bassett doing 911 last week. Last week. <gasps> And I was like, Miss Bassett, I know you. I know we ain't done shooting yet, but can we take this picture? I said, this is part of my bucket list. And she went, she just I've fell seen, out. I've seen an episode of that. That's such a great show. It's fun. Very fun. Very fun. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Chance the Rapper has a line where he says, I met Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. For you, it's I met Denzel Washington. I'm never going to fail. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Listen, there's a lot of Denzel. folks out there. I met Jesse Eisenberg. And was pumped up about it. Like, folks laugh. Folks think that if you are a culture, Dude, you yes. have to meet someone in your culture to be inspired. Yes, that's that's true. It can inspire you. I'm meeting Jesse Eisenberg. I saw him in... Uh, Anybody can inspire me. you. Oh, bro. Now you see me, now you don't. And I'm like, who is this dude that's saying lines like he's a stream of consciousness? Who, right. How do you do that? How do you... How do you stay on script and you just talk what looks like a stream of consciousness? Like, how do you? How are you doing this? Were those the words that were given to you, bro? Was that what was on? The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a quick learner. He's got photogenic memory. I'm just like this dude. So you know, you talking about meeting people who you go, wow. Well, I met the original Flash. It was like, oh, what yeah. the hell? Wow. You know, I'm like, man, how did wow. you do this for so many years? He's like, well, I'll tell you what, brother. It was from God. It's nothing but Jesus. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's a believer. You know, and he started telling me stories. I'm just, man, I just sat down and listened. That's what you do when you talk to people about life. You listen. Mm-hmm. You don't talk. You know, you can ask questions here and there. But, man, these dudes, I've met some people um, that have been just instrumental and, and growing, you know, 
I'm talking too much, man. Ask these questions. No, no it's, it's fine. It's no, that's love it. We're here for it. That's like it's like you said. You sit and you listen, right? That, that's what that's we're exactly doing right now. We're sitting and we're listening. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. This is the most quiet I've been since we started this podcast. <laughs> you don't understand how into these this I am. These are big right facts. Now. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, do you know what? I do have um I'm just, so I'm just soaking up there. I have a listener question from um from my boy Jawan. He um he asked, uh, what's your approach when voicing a character in general? Like how do you get into the zone when you're when you're starting to voice a character? Depends on who they are. Um culture, <laughs> believe it or not, complexion. This is me. Um and if they have a background story that's already written, and if they don't, how can I create one? Uh where mm-hmm. they where they are. You know, uh, are we in a region? Uh, is it a period piece? Um, is it in America? You know, and <clears throat> what what I can glean off of most most characters that I do, if I can get a pic, if I can see them, if I can get a picture, literally, or create a picture in my mind uh, from the description, then that's where I start, and that's where I can go. Um, there's a there's a show um, called Baki. That I do. Um, yep. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. I'm like, I'm playing him? <laughs> I, just looked, I just looked up Baki because that's who I thought you were talking about. The yeah, big he, guy he plays so I'm like, like man, that's a big old... Yeah. That, ain't, that got nothing to do with my culture. I'm like, how do I play him? Like, <laughs> that was my, my teacher when I was in seventh grade. Oh, I can do that. That's Mr. Belwomany. Let me do that. And so that's how you come up with that character. I can't believe what you're doing. You know, you come up with that character and you just start going, okay, so how can I make him sound whiter? Or how can I that's bring so, the culture that's into so, it? That's so you know, so you just start, you look at him and you just come up with, okay, this is how you would comb his hair. This is how you would wear his clothes. And and then all of a sudden you see a clip of him and, and the situation he's put in and you go, oh, this is panic mode. He's trying to look good. <laughs> you know? So then you put I that on top of it. You just layer that character. So you tell tell Juwan that you just got to layer your characters. Never do them. Never do a character flat, and never do what someone expects you to do for the character. Take a bit of you, a bit of the character, and a bit of something else, whatever that essence is. Whether it's someone you've met, whether it's someone you know, put it all together and build from that. Build from there. <clears throat> and then from, so then from 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 Bar- for Barrett specifically, then. The voice that you're doing for Barrett, is that the voice that you heard in your head when you played Final Fantasy VII all those years ago? Once again, I had four to five different voices. I think I took two of them, narrowed it down, and put them together. Because okay. it's real easy to do, Mr. Barrett, you know, it's Mr. T. <laughs> I'm it's real easy to put him way up here and have him just but I'm like I can't scream for that long <laughs> at that high pitch you know what I mean it's just hard to do it's just and so and then I didn't want him to be ridiculed and then I didn't want him to be Mr. T because people wouldn't look at Barrett as Barrett they'd look at him as Mr. T he is not Mr. T I would have called him so Mr. then T, I went man. let me take what I think Mr. T would sound like if Blop, 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 blop. These 10 different elements I had. And so then the voice of Barrett, he's got, he's a big dude. <laughs> he's a big, I mean, if you look at Barrett. I see um, that picture of uh, Barrett holding up Marlene, that uh, 
that wallpaper that had gotten up, I'm just like, that is a small child and that is a very large man holding that small child. This, there's a new clip that the Square Enix just put up. They lined up all the characters. That is my wallpaper right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you see his height next to Cloud and you go, oh, Cloud's a kid. Oh, he's a soldier. Oh, yeah. He is. He's a soldier. He's like, think about 19 years old was the average age of the soldiers that went to Vietnam, you know. So you start yeah. bringing mm-hmm. history into it. And Barrett's a big dude. So I'm like, he is the rock probably with three more inches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got to give him weight. And I got to give him um, gravity. I got to give him leadership qualities, which is uh, army sergeant type. You know, mm-hmm. not so much army, but, you know, special forces is more where I, I see Barrett. And I've got to give him uh, he's he's got to strike fear with his voice. He's got to be able to say, put it down like my dad. And I put it down before I even touch it, you know, and then he's also <laughs> got to have this gentle side. So even in his quiet tones, it still has to be here. You know what I mean? It still has to. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so it's not, I can't describe it without doing it. I'm sorry, y'all. Justin's rubbing his chest and stuff right now. No, it's amazing. No, we love every bit of this. And- yeah, dude. When you do it, you gotta you gotta give him justice. You know what I mean? So that's 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 how I feel. Um, I took two characters and I put them together. The vo- two two voices and I put them together, and then I started building from there with. Because there's a lot of visuals that that you see of Barrett, uh, and you hardly ever see him smile. And uh, <clears throat> here, here's and so I just worked on this show called uh, Live, Live in front of a studio audience, and we just remounted Good Times, and we remounted uh, All in the Family, Ooh. an episode wow. of Good Times. So uh-huh. I had to understudy uh, John Amos, who who was one of the people who gave me the best advice I've ever had in Hollywood. And I had to understudy um, Andre Brower. So I had to understudy these two roles and get all these lines within a week uh, just in case one of them didn't do the show. Uh, And when I started looking at John in Good Times, John never smiled. As John John (laughs) Amos' character, he never, the only time he smiled was when he was with his wife or if he if he was satisfied with the answer that he got from his kids, like I knew, yeah, that's right. Yes. You heard what I was, <laughs> you know. And that was the only time you really heard him. And that wasn't a smile. That was a you better hat. And so you don't see him. It's not that he wasn't happy. But here's a man who is struggling in the projects of Chicago to make ends meet for his family, all the while worrying about one of his three children getting killed. Or his wife being hurt, and yet and still he's trying to keep it together. What reason was there to smile? Yeah, you look yeah. at Barrett's situation, Justin. I know you can justify this. Sir, it, it, this yes, war torn, being run by a crazy, crazy, um, totalitarian, controlling, uh, uh, group of people, were being poisoned. Midgar isn't that big. Ain't you, you don't really see a lot of other black folks. We, even within the original, there weren't any other black faces. Nah. And yeah. then thinking back to it, Barrett wasn't even from there. He came from somewhere else entirely. And yeah, he came here to true. this. For this. Yeah. Let's call yeah. it to what it is. To the slums. To this underbelly. To the slums. 
polluted. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight this to try to make it better. What's he got to smile about? And in the game, you don't see him smile. Matter of fact, I don't think Barry had teeth in the original game. All you saw was just the frown. That frown. Even, yeah. even the goatee I mean, yeah. is he lost downward. Everything. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, well, how I mean, do I? I mean, he, lo- he lost everything. Yeah. How do we do this and give him layers? You know, how do yeah. we, when is he happy? And if he's happy, how do we make him sound happy? Right, you got me. Because there's a difference between I can be looking at you. One of the hardest things that I used to do is an exercise called voice, body, face. You get in front of a mirror because what you sell as an actor is your voice, your body, and your face. Well, if all I got to sell is my voice, if I'm looking mean like this, but I sound happy as all get up. Does that mean it's hard to do? <laughs> so how do I make this dude whose face is just not reading happiness at all, and it's all about business? When do you hear him happy? So how do you how do you play that? Or vice versa. He's happy, but he's still got a lead. And so how do you make him snap people to attention with a smile on his face, if there ever is one? So there's all that. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> it's not important. What's important is Welcome the answer. And that was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to an episode of Rusty Rupees. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, for real. Like, like, where were we again? We're going we to turn this into, like, three podcasts, y'all. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, uh, please, please understand that if you ever just want to just come by and say hi, you are, uh, I, at least, you are always more than welcome. Yeah, be like, hey, can we do an episode? Sure, you can just be on an episode. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told yeah, you how, how thrilled I am to look up and see three brothers. Just, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially in this industry. But I think I think the next time we're doing a, a thing called AVOX and I think that's in July. I think that's July third. That's in in um Pasadena. So we'll be okay. doing that. Okay. That's a big convention. I think um PCB, Keith Aram, uh, and Val Aram, they are putting together one hundred uh voice actors. Uh and all of oh, us have wow. been through their studio. At some shape, form, or fashion, they're putting like the top 100 voice actors all together for I think two to three days, maybe a day actually, maybe two days uh, at um, Avox. So if you guys are in town, come holler there. A lot of the jobs that I or a lot of the cons that have invited me places aren't aren't here, you know, and that's one of the closest mm-hmm. ones yeah. to where yeah. we are right now. You should do Fanime. I, I saw that you wrote that. What'd you do? Wait a minute. What'd you just say, Cameron? Uh, I was saying that fa- fa- you should do Fanime. Fanime's here in San Jose. Um, that would be dope. Send me the information. Just send me the information. I try to do as many as okay. I possibly can. Like right now, um, <laughs> I am. I'm serious, D. He's like on it. Send it, D. Send it. Um, uh, I'm very serious about this. If if people want me to do cons, if people want me to show up places, just send me the information or. Tell me, you know, where they are, and then I'll just have my people call them up, or else I'll call them up. But I'm about to. Uh, so I didn't even know about. So I, I, this is new to me. I've only done one. My first one was in Vancouver, and oh, that's yeah. through uh, KupoCon, and they're just great people. So KupoCon mm-hmm. is like, yo, can you come here? I'm like, in a heartbeat. But everything is outside of the country for KupoCon. So uh, I'm about I, I to. Peep that, yeah. yeah, I'm about to go to. Scotland, then I come back, uh, and then a week later I go to 
because originally the game was supposed to come out on the third of March. Mm-hmm. So these are launch parties. <laughs> so I'm they're about like, to. They're like, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> all like, do. Because like, I was like, oh, I can't I'm wait, I can't wait. And I'm like, I can play other stuff. I could. Oof, yeah. Because that was dedication. That was like, all right, March third. Nothing but. Yeah, nothing else. Was gonna, I'm with Justin you. took the week I'm, off I'm with work. You on that. Nothing else was going to be played while I was playing this game, and then I was so, going to so, film. So, so question. So question. Um, do you, as the voice actor of Barrett, do you get a um, kind of like a complimentary collector's edition of Final, <laughs> of Final Fantasy VII? Justin. <laughs> no. No, Jay. They don't. Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Like I ain't seen I Jack yet. One of the fans, <laughs> Final Fantasy collector, said, "Hey, man, I want to send you this Barrett doll." I said, "What?" It was a fan, and he's. Oh, and, I think I saw that. Man, and I've been looking. Yeah. I've been looking. I'm like, how do I get something so I can say, "Hey, here's my character." You know that. And they're yeah. all overseas. And then I saw how much they cost. I'm like, well, I guess I won't be getting one of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this brother, man, and he's a, he, I think he's a single dad. And his collection, if y'all don't know Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, I follow him too. His stuff is crazy. Have you seen his collection? I know how much you love it. Oh, Justin, name? you got to go just to look at He has a video of his collection. And, and Daryl, tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't he go to a different room when he did yeah. the video? He has two rooms. Yeah, he has seven rooms of like, specifically seven. Not even other Final Fantasy games. Specifically seven. Wow. Oh, Cam, yes. you gotta see it, bro. Ridiculous. It Wait, you said it's on Instagram? What's it's it on, He's on Twitter. Final um, Fantasy Collector. Yeah. He, his stuff is Bro, he's stupid. He's off tweet, the chain. Tweet me. So he sent me, a, he sent me one of the action figures um and i just oh, I, I, it's sitting oh, right dope. here like right next to me in my bedroom wait can you go grab it go grab it what are you doing go grab <laughs> it, go grab it. Go grab it. it's the new ff7 kai yeah. yes can you see oh, it my. oh my god yes i just took yeah. like full snap this this oh, oh my yes. god all the snapshots give me the snapshots give me the snapshots yes i do sir i am taking snapshots it's got an interchangeable nub. My hand. Where is blown up? Oh, dope. Instead of the gun. That's so dope. I need that. All of that. So he said that, and I'm just like, wow, dude. And it's Square Enix, but I can't read all that. Oh, yeah, it's in Japanese. He's Oh, man, that Kai figure is so dope. But I mean, look at that, man. That looks like a real picture. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you with glasses, man. <laughs> so you know, I I get something like that, and I'm just like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, I just wanted to do this for you. And I'm like, okay. And then you know, people that's sent dope. like I went to um, CoupleCon in Vancouver, and in a whole different section of the hotel, they had a market that you know they did their art. All these artists. Somebody mm-hmm. ran back after the interview. And literally drew me with my glasses on as Barrett in all of Barrett's oh, gear. So oh, I'm like, so what so is going on? So I mean, just dope. I've never seen anything like this in my life. So people that give me things, but you know, Square Enix, I, I don't know the policy and how that works. Yeah, I will find yeah. out, getting back to the question I haven't forgotten, D. I will find <laughs> out. I will find <laughs> out February. 
the 29th and th- uh, March 1st at PAX East. Will you be there? PAX East, I will be there, yes. Then you make sure we get to hang out. We definitely will, yes. I'll be there that Saturday See, and Sunday. So. That's not fair. So here's the deal. I, I fly from I, I fly out to Vancouver for a launch party, fly from Vancouver to Boston, uh, do PAX East the first day. As soon as I finish my first panel, I fly to Toronto to do a launch party. The next Ooh. morning, I fly back to PAX East to finish the day of PAX East. That night, I fly to London to do a launch party. Yo, can you bring me with you to London for the launch party? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bringing anybody. Justin's like, Cam already didn't bring me. See, so you know what? Justin's already like, Cam didn't bring me. Justin's been wanting me to bring him to England for the longest, and I, I just went, and he was very bitter about the fact that I, I was didn't super bitter. So. <laughs> you're, you're his next chance. All right. See, Justin, you could have gone to Paxi's, but no. Bro, I wasn't trying to be in a room by myself. I thought we agreed we weren't going to shame Justin this episode. I can't help it. I it, Wait, it, tell it, me the it, story. Why, what do you mean a room by yourself? So, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there's a story behind this okay. so when uh pax east tickets popped up like i had maybe found out like the day right before like that's when i just like you know what let me set up notifications for when they go up and literally the next day is when tickets went up and i was like uh you know what i'm gonna go and so that same day i hit the guys up i'm like hey here's tickets if you guys want to go um and i'm taking my girlfriend with me as well and justin was just like oh Oh, but I want to share a room with you guys, and I don't want to get a room by myself. So, uh, how much were the rooms? <laughs> the room? Well, it, 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 yeah, it's not. It's not really the fact that the rooms were. You just didn't want to be so. It's just that I didn't just want to be myself. <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. be. But Jay, myself. you got to think of it like this: when you go and do that, how long are you actually in the room other than to go to sleep? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, you're right. But you know, like I said, well, I, I, I mean, we're definitely going to Pax West, though. I don't even. I don't. When is it? Uh, Pax West is. I think it tends to be like end of August, early September. Okay, that's cool like that, though. So. And then Cam, there's a Pax for London as well. Am I right? No, no. There's a no, Comic Con. Not know there's that. There's a Comic Con oh, that happens oh, in London. Oh, Comic Con in London. Yeah, and I think that's in May. So I mean, people are presenting me with all these different things and. It's all new to me. If if no one reaches out, I'll never know when they are. Like Milwaukee right, Con right. reached out to me, and I wanted to go so bad. It's close to home. I got so many friends that are in between Wisconsin and Minnesota, and it just so happens that it's on the same time that I'm going to uh, uh, to do the the launch parties. Mm. So you know, and then someone said, "Hey, you know, there's one in Montreal. These are all places I've never seen." So I'm like, all right, let me wow. go and see that. And, you know, but I want to do as many, especially the first year, I want to do as many cons as I possibly can. Because I'm going to be honest with you, the cons aren't just about, hey, we get to see the voice of Barrett. Or, hey, we get to meet. And because that's cool. But as I said earlier, if it's a way for me to speak life into someone, because as you all probably know, as individuals, uh, who we play games, so many games now are single-player games. We sit mm-hmm. in our rooms and there's no one really around us. Or we're we're not introverts, but we're introverted. You know what I mean? So our mindsets mm-hmm. are different. And if we're a creator, it's even more sensitive. And if, you have, if, if you're an empath, it's even more, right? Yeah. So there's a distinct group for people who call themselves fanboys and fangirls because 
the world is the world and our world is right here. So there's so many of us who deal with depression, so many of us who deal with um, not being happy socially. There's so many of us who can't deal with a lot of people around us. Um, we've created our own world that makes us comfortable in life. I want to be that dude that's the go-between that says, hey, it's okay to be who you are. And don't worry about what a society says. You have a voice. You have a life to live. You have hope. You have joy. So if I can speak that into a percentage of the people who I know were probably like me as an only child growing up playing Atari, you know, mm -hmm. then I have done what either the Lord has put me here on earth to do or I have done what brings other people joy, which instill, which in turn builds me up uh, to, to, to give. Because if, if we're not here to uh, help one another, then what the hell are we here for? So those are what the cons are for me. If I can reach people and touch them and hug them, I mean, who knows if they had a friendly gesture and a smile at the beginning of the day? Who knows if someone said, hey, man, I love you. Who knows if someone said, hey, man, you're a good person. Who knows if somebody has given them a reason to live the next day? I want to be that right. dude if, if, the, if the desire is there, if the need is there. I want to be the dude that is sent to do that. You know, I'm like the prophet. Here I am, Lord, send me. You know, right. when he told him, here I am, use me. So, hey, if, if the Lord has that in store for me to do, then that's what I'm supposed to do. It's not just about, it's bigger than the video games. It's bigger than the voice. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that. It's about um, bringing joy, man. It's just too much hate in the world. It's too much pain in the world. If there's a way for me to speak life into somebody, then that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's me. There's a there's a documentary um, called Bridges and it talks about or it, it follows people that have committed suicide off of the San Francisco Golden oh, Gate Bridge. Yeah. Um, and there's a person who actually um, he survived the fall. Um, but prior to jumping, he um, rode around on um, the BART train all day. Right. Um, looking. He was upset. He was distraught. Um, and he said that, you know, if one person would have said something to me that day, like would have said hello, would have said, hey, how are you doing? Would have said, hey, are you OK? Um, I probably I probably wouldn't jump. And I'm talking like he he rode around this train all day and nobody said nothing. Everybody was so busy with their own lives and he ended up jumping. But he said, if somebody, w one person, even one person would have just acknowledged me and said something, um, I that probably would have been enough for me to not jump. And so yeah. it takes me back to what you just said about, um, you know, like you never know how a person's day was before you said something and what kind of life you could bring to them um just just by speaking to them just by engaging with them and saying hi and how are you and and earlier on you talked about the power of your words and that that just goes back on that as well our, our words are very impactful and we're able to do um to impact significant change in a person's life just with the words that we speak you know we can do it for the good right or we could do it for the right. bad but i hope that all of us the, the the five of us us black men here are, are using our voice uh, our voice <laughs> for, the, for, for, for the good, to make course. positive change yeah we have to yeah. within our culture we have to within our age demographic we have to for the youth and we have to for the world i mean it, it's it's who we're called to be 
You know, we're called to change the atmosphere in a room when we walk in a room, if we're bringing joy. That's who we're called mm. to be. Mm-hmm. And people look at it as a burden or a big responsibility. It's like, it's not if your source is right. And it's not if you, if you find joy in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's a burden. Like, I think I was built for it. You know, some people aren't. I get it. But I think I was built for it, and I, I know I was called to do it, so I can't run from it. You know, it, 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 it hurts me more to walk away from somebody and not have a smile or a friendly gesture or a hug. Um, it hurts me more to walk away and not do it than it does to do it. Like, if I walk away, it's in my yeah. head like I missed an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it haunts me, and so that's, that's just me. And I just, you know, I want to make sure that on these tours, I feel like Kevin Hart. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, inherently, you're gonna be you're gonna be doing this for a while, right? You know, I don't know. You know however long the next it is, coming years. However long it is, Jay, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Everybody tells me that. I mean, you would probably know better than me the impact hey, I, of the I, game. I, I, None I, of us do. We all no, are I, no, we are all speculating. <laughs> so, but, what yeah. I, basically, what what I'm saying is because I know that well, we don't exactly know how many more games that they're going to come out, be coming out with, but we know that there are going to be more games coming out inherently with you as Barrett still. So, I mean, you typically would be doing cons and traveling and touring for a while. It's cool. I mean, I still have my. You know, I still have a career here on camera. I still have, um, you know, commercials. I still have other voiceover projects. Mm-hmm. But if, mm-hmm. if God willing, then praise God for more work. That's That will be outstanding. Yeah. Oh, that man. that I, is, I even don't know. This is a fandom that will hold you down. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Like, this fandom. <laughs> for real. And man, I'm just letting you know, Jay, because I've seen the other side. Uh, when I first got the job, I just started looking up different things and you know there there's a there was a big push for why not bring back the old cast and all these different mm-hmm. oh, yeah. i was yeah, from advent children yeah so like i was i was kind of part of that because uh i was a fan of uh steve burton who was the voice of cloud and uh, not just from that but from his acting and stuff like my mom was a big general hospital fan and he was um yeah, he's uh, on there as a, a hitman. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, bring me back my uh, Steve Burton. But as soon as I heard this new uh, Cloud talk, what's his name? Cody. Um, um, yes. Um, I felt it in my heart. I felt this new cast in my heart. And I was like, okay, we're here. We got it. We got this yeah. right. A lot of people... Uh... They never really expressed it to me in my face, but a lot of people, you know, wrote and a lot of people, you know, talked about bringing back the original cast and everything. And I never understood that because there was no original cast. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we really right. even, even Avon Children, it was just if, if anything, everybody had a couple lines. It was a it's funny, one I and a half hour movie. Like Advent Children, but I wanted that so bad. Like thinking back, <laughs> <laughs> you heard Cloud in Final Fantasy. You heard Cloud in several other things, but like voices like Barrett for Red, Vincent, Teeth. Like these characters yeah. weren't there. They had a limited amount of lines for Advent Children. Like even Barrett's voice actor, Bo Billingsley. Like, one of my favorite okay. actors and a mentor, like a mug. 
you know yeah. but he didn't yeah. have a lot of words he was at the end of the yeah. movie yeah. like for maybe a couple lines and so it's like we didn't really have voice actors besides cloud Sephiroth, kind of tifa at the end of the day yeah right so that's why uh at first i didn't know how to to not take social media personal like when i yeah. first started this mm-hmm. I was like, how do you not take that personal? I was like, how how can you argue or complain when there was the original was all side scrolling text? You right, can't say there right. was an original. Bring back the original actor. We're gonna start a petition. I mean, folks started a petition. It's like they they weren't. They, I understand what you're saying, but Final <laughs> Fantasy VII as it's as, as on its own, there was no original anything you read. And whatever voices you gave, what you saw, mm-hmm. were in your head. So I'm like... 23 years ago, there was no voices. Right. And I'm like... Yeah. So it, it hurt to see some of the things they were saying. And I'm like... You know, at, first, at first, I was like, are we going to lose a job? Or are they going to do another disc where they get to hear people's voices? Or, and I'm like, eh, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so then I went... So, someone told me. And they said, hey, man. Forget about all that. You just do your work. Do what you've prepared to do. Do everything that you, you we know you. We know you're going to give 150%. Do what you do. Do what's in your heart to do this character and do him the way that you wanted him to sound like when you were coming up. Exactly. And he said, that'll be enough for everyone. Uh, and they were a fan. <laughs> and I'll never forget John John Amos. This is the thing he said to me. We were doing uh, In the House with LL Cool J. And John said to me, because I got frustrated after doing a, a scene and I walked away and just, you know, tried to get my hair right. And he, and he came up to me and said, John, as long as you remember one thing, you'll work forever. And I'm like, what? So what's John telling me? You know, but I respected John like a mug. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of him is like his character in good time. Uh, so you have to listen. And John ain't <laughs> little. <laughs> so he said, um, it's about your job. And your job is to make whatever lead look good. However you can, make the lead of the show, or leads, plural, look good. Now, how are you going to do that? Because when you figure, when you look at what somebody else is doing and you think it's simple and they should do this, your job is is harder because you have to now take whoever, even if they look good, look good. Who, if, they, if they're struggling and they're not used to it, look good. Your job is to strategically make the lead look good. And to me, the worse the lead is, the harder the work. The better the lead is, lead is the harder the work. So how do you do that? And where's the in-between line? And he said, if you can do that, you'll work forever. And that was in 1996. It's now 2020 some of the best advice I've ever had in my life. Because I haven't always had roles where I'm the lead. Yeah. You know, I'm the guest star or the co-star or the mm-hmm. side guy. Or the, and how do I make the lead look good? And I personally think that that's why on camera or even voice supports, I mean, as long as you understand that your job is to justify this project and make the project shine, you work. Well, you definitely make us look good. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have a, I have kind of a, 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 a long-winded question for you. Oh, Wait a minute, on my part or your part? Okay, because so, I've been talking too much. Uh, uh, 
It's it's kind of a long question from I thought. Yeah, seriously, you've been dropping some serious gems. Mm -hmm. This Um, is gonna be fun. I'm 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 looking through some of your credits, right? And so if there are some people for whatever reason are not going to play Final Fantasy, um, I'm pretty sure that they've heard you somewhere else or will hear you somewhere else you've been in everything from i'm seeing call of duty to cannon busters which we all love to promare kingdom hearts bucky red dead redemption walking dead spider-man just the list goes on right digimon uncharted halo my goodness (laughs) um so my my question yeah tiger and bunny Bunny. uh fire emblem yes oh that was one of the favorite favorite ones to do (laughs) <laughs> yeah everything and so my my question for you then is what's next like what have you not done that you want to do where's your career goals what what do you want to do next like what's in the future for you that's a good question i'd like to do more films i'd actually love to do more films um and i I'd, I'd really love to do more roles voiceover wise of this stature um (laughs) i've always been an advocate of there's so many roles out there that are big roles and they're good roles uh and then so many of them just don't have people of color and it it it's always been uh and it's always uh kind of tweaked me the wrong way i'll never forget before the marvel um excitement came about and i'm like well how come they're not doing power man how come they're not doing luke cage how come they're not doing falcon how come they're not doing you know how come they're not static shock how come they're not doing you know so many roles i still think that bloodshot was black um oh yeah amalgam (laughs) yeah Uh, although i just saw that um vin diesel Diesel. is doing it yeah vin diesel's Um, so he's a person of color you know, and so many roles. And, and I've always been like, well, how come they're not doing this? And how come they're focusing on that? And so, now don't get me wrong. If it's already been established, I'm a fanboy as far as comics. If it's already been established in the comic book as being a certain culture, I actually think that works. Like, it was hard for me to watch <laughs> Daredevil and see. And uh, see yeah. Uh, Black uh, uh, Kingpin. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That was Clark that was, was the man. No, Michael Clark Duncan's the shit. Yeah, but he like yeah, killed that role. Yeah, he but killed I see where yeah. you're coming from. It now. didn't feel yeah. like he was like a thousand pounds. Yeah, um, right. And he yeah. Was <laughs> probably seven, seven one. Yeah, Kingpin was larger. He than was life. larger than life. I mean, he took yeah. Spider Man's head and palmed it like like a yeah. not a basketball, yeah. like a softball. If you look at the old comics, he's got Spider Man <laughs> by the head yeah. like this. Yeah, and so. You know, but why can't we create? Why can't we have new projects where the leads aren't always a cookie cutter um, thing of yeah. what they think is yeah. going to sell? Why can't we? Have- this was um, actually our last recording, um, as I mentioned, with our, my friend uh, Cameron Hawkins. This was a big point that he brought up, too. Like um, he brought up The Walking Dead as um, his big example for the first season of The Walking Dead um, video game. And like with the leads, uh, Lee and Clementine. It's like both of them lead black characters. I believe Clementine wasn't voiced by a black woman, but at the same time, Lee was, and it wasn't like they were just there. That was just their culture, but it wasn't like 
hey, in your face, like, hey, the main characters are black. They didn't make it that way. It's just like, yeah. these are just characters that live in the world and you're playing. Yeah. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. ha- we don't have enough of that. And that was definitely a big part of our last episode. And then, just like you're saying, it's just like, why can't we have that just a little bit more? Not even a lot, because then it becomes an agenda. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's right. like, exactly. why, why can't we just, like, you just start noticing the trickle effect of like, oh, look, it's happening. Yeah, but I feel like it. But I feel like it kind of is a little bit. I mean, especially with like Luke Cage and now Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it is a little bit, uh, not as much as it probably should be, and pro- and definitely not soon enough. But mm-hmm. it, I think it is a little bit. It is. It is changing since yeah. since I've said it has changed dramatically. I mean, just with yeah. Black Panther alone and a lot of the TV mm-hmm. shows are out. But I, but I still go. Well, why can't we have more? Especially because we have so many different genres. Um, that can mount these things. We got Netflix. We got Hulu. We got Apple. We got it's, it's got so many different things. You know what I'm saying? So I just, yeah. for me, it's just like, why not? And also, uh, is that your wife? Cam? <laughs> is, that your wife? <laughs> is that your wife? Uh, yeah, that's my girl. She got to get on camera. You got to get on camera. So, so, um, so they all laughing. I, I didn't mean why my man girlfriend. How did you know? My bad. Please leave this. So, it's so, so, so I'm just like you know. There's so many. I, I got I got friends who are writers that are creating stuff up to yin yang. But because it doesn't meet the formula that they people mm-hmm. think that's going to bring money, they don't want to they don't want to push it. They don't want to green light it. And it's like, man, are you right. kidding me? Even if you reach this one culture. Like, yeah. You will you will green light it. Look at the numbers that Black right. Panther made. You think that was all white? <laughs> we right, kept going, right? right? For real, we kept right. going because we're right. so. This was thirsty. going on for two years. Yes. <laughs> no, no, do do you remember like when people would say? Yeah, they were taking pictures. People were taking pictures. They were taking pictures in front of the Black Panther, uh, the the like not the statue, but the yeah, cut out. Out. and, and, and the they, they were in dashikis and like full blown African Yo. wear. Dude, that stuff was fire. Man, people I didn't went, do it. I no went blackface in front of them cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> that all <kind> of <laughs> Which is a good thing. We would have had some crazy headlines. Yeah, we would have. We would have been I bad. went, yeah, Black Panther, I went at uh, Emeryville AMC Theater opening night, and it was probably one of the most beautiful things I had seen. Uh, so many black people had come out, just full families, and you could dumb. tell people had so much pride in them going into the theater. They hadn't even seen the movie right? yet. And yeah. being that we are from, you know, Emeryville's right next to Oakland. So that opening scene when it said Oakland 1992. We all the lost whole place our minds. I was like, that's not Oakland, that's Atlanta. What? This makes me happy right now in this moment. That's not Oakland, that's Atlanta. But this Oakland makes me that not only was the movie fire, but the villain had an agenda that we could all like, yeah, like understand. Go in there and like, take their stuff. Feel it. Go in there and take their stuff. Matter of <laughs> fact, if you can't do it, if I can't do it, I'm gonna bring other people like me to come in and take the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're at it, grab a couple of their warriors, and we're gonna make them indentured. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna stop. Let me stop. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but yeah. I'm with you, bro. So that, um, yeah. It's happening, and it's great, and it's awesome. Michael B. Jordan is doing a great job now. 
because he is not yeah. just an on-camera actor. He is producing, he's writing, he's directing. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to see a lot more of that happen or a lot more of um, the uh, allowance of that happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so that's... I mean, especially with okay. especially with Jordan Peele as well. Uh, oh yeah, jo- I mean he's oh, like, oh, like, he's, he's incredible. He's I got to work on that like, show. He is killing it. I I, I, I like love this. Done. I love both him and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I got to work on Get Out for a loop group, and you know, for the for the majority of the movie, they're at a, a country club. You know, yeah. I'm like, you're asking me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, you got to do your voices. You know, do your voices, John. Like, sure, okay, cool. I, I got plenty of old white man voices and <laughs> grew up around everybody. So it's all good. And so oh, oh just, is, is, is that why when they when they tag you as like the random voice? Oh, yeah, I'm in there. You won't hear, like, if if you, if if my IMDb had the, the work I did as a looper, it'd be pages long. Oh, it'd be pages long oh, wow. I mean that's something we. I, like I said I don't like talking about myself like that but my boys laugh every time we go to the movies together we just went to see 19 uh, we just went to see that and they're like they're looking at the walls I'm like what are you guys doing the movie's over here it's like dad we're just trying to figure out which one you're in and I'm like what because <laughs> they know I loop a lot you know loop groups wow. so you go in and you wow. do all the voices that people don't really pay attention to and yeah. and it's it's as if you oh, were in so the cool. movie, you know. So I'm like, yeah, for sure. And so I said, oh, I'm on that wall, and I'm on that wall, and I'm on that wall. And it's a game to them. It's like, guess which one Dad did, you know. And it's <laughs> fun. It's fun. But to that's be a part of the project, yeah, that's really pretty. Dope. Yeah, that's There's pretty. So many dope. different ways to do stuff. So yeah, man. If I my dream job would be able to have uh, a, a role, another job. Um, I look at Nolan North and Troy Baker. They, those leads they uh, get, those are oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I own probably all their games. I play uh, probably all of their games um, that are out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're still I had that Tinder in there. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so, I to have a role like to to be looked at as a voiceover actor like that as a black man, Phil mm-hmm. Phil Lamar is incredible. Um, yes, Michael. Yes. Oh, my, he's yeah. incredible. There's so many people that are rolling in this business. Uh, to be at that level would be awesome. On voice, on the voice end, on the camera end, to do more films. Uh, period. No particular roles, and then on television, I guess, and film to have those roles where you create a character, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a, a black character in that role, but at least a character that is substantial. In the process or the project um, that lasts, that doesn't get killed, that is is you know in there substantially. Uh, so those are the things that I aspire to. Kind of kind of connected you know. to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kind of connected to that last question. Is there one role or one character specifically that you would love to play? I mean, I used you've to... already got Barrett. Right. Oh, you mean voiceover wise? Like um. Voiceover wise, live action, any, any. When I was younger, I wanted to play uh, Sam Cooke. I always thought Sam that Cook. he was cut short. Oh. There's a couple people that they need to just stop playing around and do their story. Uh, Sam okay. Cooke is one. Okay. Marvin Gaye is another. Um, there's a singer named Johnny Ace. Um, <laughs> incredible voice. Uh, you hear his songs in the movie Christine, um, Stephen King's book. Um, 
and he killed himself right before a concert playing Russian roulette. Uh, young guy, but his voice was hauntingly beautiful. He sounded like Bing Crosby, um, several dips, Marvin Gaye in the 40s and 50s, but he was a brother, so he brought all that into it, and, and, and you yeah. know, he was a haunting, yeah. and that King Cole, actually. Uh, hey, so there, cool. there's a lot of different projects like that that I'd love to play. Um, I was up for a role that I wanted to be a part of, where I would play Al Collings. I look a lot like the dude. And uh, <laughs> it was for the OJ thing, and they gave it to uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, who, you know, we've all watched him growing up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. You didn't go with what looked, okay, cool, I get it. It's, I get it. <laughs> you know, but um, so there's certain roles that I would love to play, but I'm older now, so I can't play the roles that Chadwick can come in and do. Um, mm-hmm. so many young actors can come in and do and play them, you know, the through line. Um, but I would love to do anything next to Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson. Um, there's, there's, I have a long list of of male actors that I would love to. I think that um, what Chewy Chewy Tay is doing is beautiful. Like his his route to to be in this business and the things he's doing. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, roles that don't compromise, roles that mean something, roles that are significant and holding his own mm-hmm. next to these great actors, not just holding his own, but doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So those yeah. would be my, you know, if that answers your question. Those would be the things that I would I would look forward to doing. On camera, voiceover, stuff is still being created. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. You think yeah. about Final yeah. Fantasy VII is a, remake so like you were saying the 1997 there weren't a lot of black video game leads you know what i mean so someone's now got to create black video game leads and there are a few that are coming out um there are a few Uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see what the future holds it's kind (laughs) of in his hands you know all i can do is pray like it all depends on, I mean, work like it all depends on me and pray like it all depends on him. That's kind of where I am with yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. Now, here the, now, here you the, still didn't put you. your girl on. Hey. I didn't put her on. She's eating Chinese food and she's she's watching Dexter. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, 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 do, I do have to say uh, when Final Fantasy VII comes out, I plan on taking a decent amount of time off to play it from the day it comes out till the time I finish it. So I you won't be the reason Justin can't make rent. Wait, 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 hold on. I do have to say two things. One, uh, I had planned on initially playing the game in Japanese. Oh wow! I'm letting you. I'm letting you. I'm letting you know right now. I the my first playthrough will definitely be in English. Yes, victory! Oh my <laughs> god, it. it happened! You'll it enjoy it. Happened. Oh god! <laughs> and and two and two in honor of you throughout my playthrough, I will never take Barrett out of my party if I can. Now ladies, that ladies listen, and we've got him. I w- That's that's an honor and that's Some awesome. big words. But there's some. He's like, but okay. So for the original, I gotta go. NBA. <laughs> for the original, there's some things you couldn't do without some of the other characters. True. All right, you played it. True. Well, you True. played it, right? Yeah, I did. Of course, multiple certain times. things you need the other characters for. 
Now, if you say, okay, yeah. I'll throw him back in after I get past that, I get it. Right. So don't. Right, right. Yeah. No, no, no. That's why I said, that's why I said, unless I have to. Right. Okay, <laughs> good. I will always leave Barrett in my party unless I have to take Cool. Him. Shoot, my playthrough, Barrett stayed in my party. Shoot. <laughs> he had a nerfed room. And stayed there. I can't wait hey, for it to come out. Hey, so. What, what advice would you give to any, like, people who are trying to get into voice acting or acting as a whole is there any advice as someone who's experienced very much experienced um what advice would you give someone just new trying to get into it wait now you said someone who is experienced or someone who's new no someone who's new but you you as someone who's experienced what advice would you give to someone who's trying to get let's say you're Let's say you're talking to somebody who has a podcast or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the dude down here who called me a and invited friend, me? A, f- a friend of mine. <laughs> um, okay, no, so two separate things. That's a tough question because you said on camera and you said voiceover. So uh, let's well, break uh-huh. it down for what it is because I'm a big fan of knowing what you're up against. For on camera... There's categories. For voiceover, there's categories. So for on camera, you have television, film, and commercials. Within those categories, you have television, sitcom, television, drama, television, docudrama. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So because of the categories that are in it, for voiceover, you have spokesperson. For camera, on camera, you have spokesperson too. For voiceover, you have video games, you have um, podcasts, you have audiobooks, big industry. Uh, you, and within those, you have different literature, exotic literature, um, uh, drama, um, fantasy, fiction. So my biggest thing is find out what you love to do within any of those genres. Find out if on-camera brings you joy in doing hosting like Oprah or you see what I'm saying find out if on camera acting and drama brings you joy or comedy brings you joy and if it's comedy is it a film is it a sitcom is it a 30 minute show or is it a hour long show mm-hmm. because in all those things you have to study you can't just wait Although in our business, a lot of people wake up in the morning and they think, hey, I want to be an actor. And some of them go out and do it because they're willing to compromise. My biggest advice to anyone starting, and it's always been this way, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to sell your soul to go after something that you think is the as-all, the end-all. California is like the main place for actors, right? But California was also the main place for gold when the gold rush happened. Everybody came out here like gangbusters to seek fortune and finding gold, right? Everybody didn't find it. And so many people in all cultures are sitting at the bus station and they're homeless or they're turned to drugs or they've compromised and they've been used. Someone's used their body because they were in pursuit of something that was so hard to attain. Study. Gotta study. You don't have to compromise. Don't. Compromise who you are as a human being to go after this. Study to find out what it is that you want to do. If it's if it's drama, then go take some acting classes for drama. If it's comedy, then go take some acting classes for 
comedy and on top of taking acting classes, get up in front of a, a live audience and do some stand-up. Do everything you can to exhaust whatever it is that you want to do so that when it, comes, when it comes your time to get your number called, you're not only polished, you're ready. And you're not going to be gullible and you're not going to compromise your body, or your mind, or anything else for something that you think is a dangling carrot. So I always say do everything you can within whatever it is that you feel as though that you're strong in and you would love to do and sustain to do. Study it. Exhaust it. Go see films on it. Your favorite actors. You just got to immerse yourself in it and, and, and drive to do it. But you got to work. It's not something that you want to depend on someone else to give you. You have to go get it. The hardest thing as an actor my wife, if she was here, she could attest to this. The hardest thing as an actor or an entertainer in this business, as far as getting work, is once you've gotten it, how do you consistently work? How do you remarket yourself? How do you remain relevant? And in doing that, there's ups and downs financially. If you hate doing what you do, you're going to quit when the first wave of down happens. Or you're going to be desperate to get back here and you'll do anything that you possibly can to get there. And it's like you have to be able to ride these waves without. That's why I say you got to love it. You got to ride these waves without giving in. Um, so longevity is a fight. And doing this business is a fight. And as long as you're built for it and you're prepping your mindset for it and your spirit for it, then you can do it physically. But if you don't, physically you'll, you'll wear down. So I would advise you, get in shape mentally and spiritually, get in shape physically, so that when those ebbs and flows come, you won't, be, uh, you won't want to give up. That's my <laughs> advice to anybody that's starting. Preach your truth, brother. Advice. I love it. Mm, love it. <laughs> Solid oh. advice, yeah, definitely. All right, well... With that amazing advice, I think this would be a good time to wrap it up. Okay, and real quick, I have a stupid question. Go ahead, go ahead. It's stupid. It, it, it no questions is stupid, Darren. It is stupid. So, um, be, because uh, just revolving around Final Fantasy VII, are you familiar with um, on YouTube Team Four Star at all? Yeah. Um, someone brought it to my attention online, and they're like, it's really funny. You got to see it. You got to check it out. I'm like, all right, let me check it out. And I think the dude is doing the voices. He's doing all the voices. Am I right? No. So um, there's different voice actors. Um, is it a white dude them... playing Barrett? Uh, I don't think he is. Um, like... his, name's, <laughs> his name's Anthony Sardina. Um, I know he's up in Canada. I don't think he's white. <laughs> I couldn't I tell. So. One time I'm like, is he white? No, I don't think so. Because I've seen him too. Because I've questioned it too. And I'm just like, no, you got some color in you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Cool. All right. I got my question. Oh, no. No, it's not a stupid question. I, I actually, uh, t last week, fell asleep on it because I, I had it on my phone. I watched, I think, three episodes and was mad because I fell asleep because, oh, this is great. This is actually telling me the storyline again. You know, and it was cool because it was in order. And I woke up, I'm like, man, wh why am I at the end? I, oh, I fell asleep because it was late. But no, I think some of it is funny. I think some of them are characters. Uh, but, you know, it's Final Fantasy VII, the first one, and it's what they see. And they're not, you know, they're doing their thing. It's funny. Some of the stuff is funny. Other stuff is like, oh, you just said that because it's what you would think a black person would say. So, 
Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's Come on, are, are, come on! Are you saying that it's not hilarious when he, whenever he tells Cloud now to fuck up? Oh no, that, those are funny. When he's the way he's, because he gives them different ways. He gives them different ways. I love that, and I thought it was funny. Like the first time he's like, "So I'm a roll with you," and he goes into him. That's funny. Those are funny. You know, no, but I think it's funny because, but that is comedy, and that is how comedy works. I personally think, and here's another thing you were asking about people who just start i personally think if you can understand how to do comedy it's like like for acting and me doing shakespeare shakespeare allowed mm-hmm. me to be able to mm-hmm. do pretty much any other genre because it's the hardest thing in the world to memorize to get the iambic pentameter to figure it out to look at the old king's english and it just it's hard to do that and make it make sense for an audience to understand um so for me, comedy, if you really break down comedy, if you look at some of the old, the best sitcoms that we look at, oh, that was funny. There's, there's different things in it. There's a series of three. Three things done in a row are funny. That's what brings the laugh. If you look at a punchline to the end, if you look at um, situations that flip, it can go from here to here. Those are funny, those are, but those are real life things. If you can understand comedy on paper, before you bring it, to life you can do drama <laughs> drama is easy compared to comedy comedy is hard that's why i say get your butt up in front of a stand-up do some stand-up stuff and try to move a crowd and, and you see how that feels it'll make you mm-hmm. work harder it'll make you work harder not on stage on paper you can it's do humbling. that bro yeah, it's, it's believe beyond humbling but before we <laughs> before we close i if i can ask because it's your show did everybody get their questions? I want to make sure I get everybody's questions. I'm satisfied, gentlemen. Oh, gentlemen, no, yes. Please, gentlemen. Hey, please don't, please don't, don't get it twisted. You will. Be <laughs> okay, <Jay. laughs> you will be back. All right. Because they, like I said, they gonna come out with games two, three, four. So every every iteration that gets announced, we are gonna be like, oh, so we gonna have John back. Well, <laughs> like I said, John coming back. You guys will have my information. Period. So I'll keep you abreast of what's happening and, you know, where I am in the world, so to speak. And uh, I want to know more about these cons that are in, in, you know, like in your cribs. You know what I mean? So that we can get to them so that it's not just. Yeah, I'll shoot you over Fanime's information for sure. That takes place during uh, Memorial Day weekend every year. Um, so if anything, yeah, I'll shoot you. Yeah. Let me know as soon as possible. That's why I'm telling you as well. Uh, let me know as soon as possible because then I can have it on the calendar and won't take another date for something else. So whatever's happening in San Jose, hit me up. Let me know. For sure. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, for sure. No problem. For sure, for sure. Cool, cool. John, can I, can, I, can I just say it was it was, it was was an honor to have you on the show, man. Like for it was, oh, bro. Like you got it. It was an this honor to be here. It was an honor to be here. I am so excited. It was an honor to be here, and I'm glad you're going <laughs> to play the game, you know, in English. Man, oh, oh, play it. Man, I'm about to run that game into the ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone else. Like, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it, beat it, then play it again just because, and then play it one more time after that just because. Play it in that's Japanese, big, too. And that's a big, that's a big thing because Justin don't play anything. But we won't go there. We won't go there. Here we go. Look, man, I'm in the middle of Devil May Cry 5 right now. One, he plays a game. I'm hooked on that game right now. Devil May Cry 5? Oh, 
Cam just beat that one. Just I just beat it. That game is good, man. I didn't know it was gonna be that good. Right. We were gonna start talking about that and get those impressions, but then but then you hit me back and I was like, plans have changed. We'll do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right right now. I'm trying to finish Red Dead, which is gonna probably be a year. Um, because yeah. it's too many missions. Yeah. I'm I'm playing Devil May Cry Five. I'm trying to finish Star Wars. I haven't even I touched the iceberg to Spider Man. I'm like, there's so many. My sons have all like, oh yeah, Dad, you you're not even close. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how they are with me. Just you ain't even man. <laughs> Bro, I'm still trying to finish the Incredibles, the last Incredibles. Hey, at least you're making an effort. We can't say the same thing about our our green rupee y'all, over here. Y'all young, man. Y'all got, I, I got, got older time. kids, so you know they sometimes they get off and give dad the stick. So yeah. <laughs> I got one son that's like repairing games now. So he just brought home a PS4. And an Xbox One. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, I'm fixing them, Dad. I'm like, what are you talking about? Next day, he's like, you want to play? Like, you fix it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's like, okay. I'm like, if y'all need to get a game, put it in my room and stop playing around. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. But Wait, yeah, man, thank you guys so much. It was an honor and a pleasure. And um, this, this was this something special. So I appreciate you as young black man doing your thing and having me on. And um, just being gamers and, and fans of, of video games and pop culture, uh, fanboys, and uh, just bringing a smile to my face, man, because it's just, this is special. Like I said, to look at, I'm looking at my screen and I'm seeing four black men and, 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 you know, I'm being interviewed by four black strong men and it's just cool to see and it's just a joy. As we could all say the same because we all got yeah. stupid grins on our faces too because it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> no, my cheeks hurt my cheeks well, hurt because Darren didn't even tell me Darren didn't even tell me that you were buried I had to figure it out but then like did, I was just like that's was that's like, what I was oh, saying when I sent oh that God. in the in the messenger I didn't want to say it because I wanted you guys to find out and have that initial. Oh, <laughs> I honestly did. Yeah. Oh, good. The Barrett thing, like I read the uh, the name list a while ago, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was looking up, he's like John Bentley. I'm like, okay, just making sure he isn't like getting a local musician. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm looking up, I'm like, and I'm like, John Bentley. Nick Fury? <laughs> so I start freaking out. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um. Yeah, Barrett, and I almost cried, but here we Shoot, are. Oh, I should have seen when I got cry. the role. Told you, my wife yeah. had to call me now. I was crying. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, imagine. I, oh, my gosh. I definitely did cry. A few tears, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you, dude, for surprising me. This is probably our most listened to episode, too, so yeah. <laughs> but all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, everybody, be sure to check us out at Rusty Rupees Anywhere, except for Rusty Rupees with two Ys on Twitter, because Twitter's some hoes. Um, <laughs> Twitter's some hoes! <laughs> check us out at twitch.tv slash Rusty Rupees. Uh, you can follow us all individually. You can follow me at xxshadowokamixx anywhere. Justin? Uh, you can follow me at Ronin23 anywhere. Deontay? You can follow me at 13cross. Spell it out. Don't be lazy. And Cameron? You can follow me at Fly Richie anywhere. There's a story behind that. 
look back in the archives because I have a bad memory and I don't know what episode it was, but go find it. It's a good one. <laughs> it's like episode 17, maybe. And John, where, yeah, I think it was like 16, where can we 17. find you at, good sir? Man, you you, see, you ask me questions I don't know. I guess... <laughs> He's like Earth. You can find me on Earth. I think pretty much everything is you, under you my name. You can find me as Barry. It's either John Bentley or John Eric Bentley. That's all man, I. You can find me on Twitter. They need to fix your IMDb, man. Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. <laughs> I think that's it. He. You can find him on Twitter at John Eric Bentley. That's where you can follow him. Yeah, Hit him and, up. I gotta remember that. Cool guys. And and. and and look, look him up, but only take about half of his IM, IMDb seriously. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the bottom. It's the bottom it. part that's not me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Everything else above it is you. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Did you actually do, wait? Did you do Sailor Moon yes. too? No. Oh, okay, he was. Okay, okay, okay. So I actually just watched one of those episodes today. So I was like, uh, <laughs> tigers, tigers, uh, tigers claw something. Tiger eye, tiger eye, man, that was fun too. Tiger's eye, but, but I'm not gonna lie, Sailor Moon gets nice. away. They got away with some stuff back in the day. They did. They did. They got away with a lot of stuff. Literally, like my character would take a mirror, and because we were looking for Sailor Moon, we we're looking for a Pegasus, and I would take a mirror and put it on uh, a girl who I thought might be Sailor Moon, and look into her. <laughs> through the mirror to find it was like wow this is deep this is crazy you know it's crazy <laughs> I was like man Sailor Moon <laughs> it was like doing random stampy it's like <laughs> it's all good well much love all thank good. you again everybody no problem no thank, thank you. you no no this has been an absolute pleasure thank you man my face hurts too bad you ain't coming to PAX East Dang it. Suck it. But this has been a Why great like episode, <laughs> everybody. And once again, please read us on iTunes. We like to see those ratings. Anywhere you listen to us, follow, sub, all that jazz. And as always, interact on the Discord. Interact Discord. It's there on our Twitter. Linktree. Find it. Yes. But as always, yes. thank you. Stay rusty, everybody. Stay, Stay rusty. rusty. Stay rusty. Peace.